Welcome back, guys, to Expand with Omar and co-host JP, where we talk about pretty much everything that's going on in our day-to-day uh, real estate business, our life, what's happening, and what are some pointers to help you guys get through this transitional market that we're all in. Um, it's been crazy the last, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks, the last week, even you know, for you as um, a real estate professional, uh, JP, with a lot on your plate at 24 years old and trying to weather the storm of a, you know, changing market, plus you're changing as a person. And obviously all of us are evolving in this business, um, regardless of what position you're in. You can just get started in the business. You can be 10 years in the business, but what worked 10 years ago isn't working now. There's a lot of things that we are all faced with. And, you know, this is just something that we're giving back to everyone on what's happening with us. And, you know, why we seem to um, have a different kind of boat to get through this challenging waters, um, uncharted waters as well. But, uh, you know, we're, we're doing our thing and you know, that's what we're going to be talking about. So thank you guys very much for joining and make sure that you, <clears throat> you hit that subscribe button and uh, keep watching, keep listening. Um, and we'll be on uh, the, the new podcast as well. So on Apple podcast and, and all the places that uh, they get everything. All platforms. All platforms. That everything gets uploaded. So um, thank you again. And yeah, let's get into it. So uh, JP, what's happening with you? What's going on? And there's a lot of things that we want to talk about today. Yeah, what do you want to start with? I'll go right into it. Okay, yeah, we're going to talk about the market because everyone wants to know about the market. What the hell is it going to do? What's happening? If you're a seller, are you on the fence? If you're a buyer, should you buy? If you're an investor, should you uh, buy that investment? Should you should you just wholesale it? What should you do if you're a buyer, seller, investor, um, real estate professional, um, you know, or if you're like a lender? I mean, because there's a lot of people that listen to us and they always ask us questions. So uh, what are your thoughts on it? Being newer to the market, I have my opinion on it because I've been doing it a while, but you tell me, like, what do you what are you seeing? What's your pulse on it? And we can, you know. Yeah, well, I'll just it. I'll talk about I, I showed a property yesterday in Rancho to a buyer and uh, the buyer's father asked me, you know, what I predict happening with the market. Everybody always asks that. And <laughs> that's yes. funny. He was like, do you think it's going to crash? Do you think, you know, this is going to happen X, uh -huh. Y and Z? And I was like, well, at the end of the day, um, there's really no real way to read what's going to happen with the market, right? You can just adjust to its current timing. Right. But I think when we're talking about what you should do in today's market, if you're a buyer, a consumer, someone that's looking to purchase a house to live in, I think if you have the means to buy and you're able to do so, you should go buy a property. And if you're not able to, <laughs> it's pretty clear you can't either afford the monthly payment. You good? We're good. Or you can't afford <coughs> the down payment. And then the other side of that is if you are able to buy, go ahead and buy. Because what always happens with real estate, if you're looking at it from like a 20-year window, it's always going to appreciate, right? Regardless of what the corrections are. Um, so, I mean, talking to buyers that are consumers looking to buy, yes, interest rates are challenging right now. The payment's not the best. But if you're able to go buy buy a property. Oh, for sure. But also accept that you can't buy if you can't. That's another thing. Yeah. You know, so I think there's two sides to it. <coughs> but ideally when it comes down to I think the professional side and the consumer side, it's just understanding where you are and what you're capable of. Cuz I think a lot of 
mix up happens in what I could do today and what I want to do or what I could do versus what the reality is. Yeah, because, <clears throat> sorry, I went down the wrong pipe earlier. But, um, you know, to your point on if you should buy or or not buy. And that's something that, you know, in this business as, you know, becoming that real estate guy, I would have to tell a lot of sellers, or I'm sorry, buyers that they shouldn't buy if if they can't afford it. Just because they want that... Um, <clears throat> that home ownership, that dream. So that dream could be delayed a little bit, but it's our job. You know, our, our last podcast and our last conversation is our duty to inform this, the buyers if they can buy or not, if it, if it's a good idea for them to do so. And if it is great, but if it's not, then it's our job to as tell well them. to tell them like, don't buy the damn house. Yeah. And that's a hard conversation because everybody's all about the commission. Yeah, 100%. And I think that comes from a place of understanding that, yes, we want to earn commissions, but the goal in this business is to build those relationships, right? So when we have, <clears throat> what the heck, now you like transferred it over to me. You didn't even drink anything, bro. <laughs> My shit went down the wrong pipe. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, going back to what I was saying, when I think you have those, you know, tougher conversations with buyers and sellers, mm -hmm. what are you doing with that person? You're building a deeper connection. You're getting closer to them. You're building that relationship. And what you talk about all the time is every single lead turns into what? Investment. An investment. You know, so I think that's a mindset thing uh -huh. that people just have to accept that if it's not a good idea for this person to buy or sell based off of my professional expertise, I need to tell them that. And at the end of the day, it's up to them to make a decision. Because I've had buyers that I've helped in this market purchase a home at seven and a half percent interest rate and me personally i told them me i wouldn't do this um and that's my most honest advice but yet they still wanted to move forward and buy the house buy the house and close on the property did it change the result of anything no but i think due to the allow that you know like you said it's our job to have their best interests guide them let them know what potentially could be right or wrong even though there is really no right or wrongs and how it could affect them but yeah and you know like it's it's you know i i talk to you know my my buddy michael zuber every tuesday about the market about what it's doing and let's talk about our market here in our area in the high desert i mean we went from 700 houses available to 900 houses available now over the last you know i would say the last two months mm -hmm. but what's crazier is that the withdrawals have been like, I want to say five times the amount this last week because obviously they just increased the interest rate a little bit. And now we're sitting at a, you know, seven, seven and a half, eight percent if you don't have good credit. And the amount of withdrawals that happened in the last couple of weeks, you know, ha have been in the hundreds. That means sellers now are removing their house from the market because it doesn't make sense for them to, to sell, but it truly doesn't make sense for them to buy because they're not upgrading. They're literally like they're moving to another location. It's a lateral move with more money out of their pocket because of the payment, you know? So it's like, if that's happening, plus the people that are truly wanting to sell um, are now putting their house on the market that they need to sell, I should say need. 
our market value, our median home price hit $420,000 in our area, right? 423. This was last year, June. And then it dropped February of this year to like 370, 380. Guess where it's at now? It's a trip because all of the pent up demand is now like increasing the median home price. Median home price now is 420. And why do I talk about it is because as an investor, as a real estate professional, as um, a lender, you're more than likely going to sell the properties that are under that median home price because where's all the demand? I'm asking you, where's all the yeah, demand? Under, under under that price. Right. Hmm. And if you and if you focus on that number, guess what? You could weather your storm. This is why I always let people know that hey, if I'm built if I'm going to go buy some property, my exit, my ARV after repaired value for those that don't know is under the median home price. Our last transaction that we just put on the market is at 419. And it's a flip under the median home price. Are we getting some activity? Yep. Do we have an offer yet? No. But the other properties that we have that are under 400K, there's a bunch of offers that are coming in. So, rule of thumb if you are that investor that you want to get into that game, understand that if, you, if your exit, your ARV is under the median home price, you're going to be okay. What I took away from that, even as an investor, wholesaler, or real estate agent, like let's just say you work in a big market like uh -huh. LA, metropolitan market, get as close as to the median home price as possible because, or I'm sorry, under it, because yeah. that's where the most activity is going to happen. Ideally, right? Ideally, yes. If, if you're focusing on the percentages yeah, yeah. of people I'm that just, are purchasing. yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, of course, you know, the aspect of doing more deals for people that are in the business, but... Never thought of it that way. Oh. Yeah, and it, and it's a trip. Like all of us need to know this, you know. So our markets, you know, we're we're hitting some rough waters coming soon because here comes quarter four. Yep. And what do I always say? You know, we want to have that September to remember, which we talk about on our Mondays and Tuesdays on on our meetings. But that September to remember is now. I mean, we only got a couple of weeks before quarter four starts, so we got to get shit going. Otherwise, quarter one of next year is going to be like, there's going to be crickets if you don't do something now through quarter four, regardless of the market. Yep, you absolutely. Know? So yeah, that's, I mean, we can go on and on about the, the, the market side of it, but if the market is challenging, you know what's going to get you through, um, you know, as, because I believe this business is psychological, okay? It's very emotional. It's very... Um, it's psychologically driven because you've been doing it for four years. I've been doing it for 20 some, you know, three over years. 20. And it's like, how many? Three. Three, three years. All right. So you're going into your fourth, mm -hmm. but full time, I should say. Yes. Um, well, no, there's so three and a half going into four and a half. Okay, full -time. fine. You want to be technical. That's fine. <laughs> Sorry. But regardless, you've been through an emotional roller coaster in this business already. Oh, yeah. Already. Imagine the person that's been in it for 10 years, 15 years, 20, 20 years. It's been a crazy ass roller coaster. You know, it's like Colossus, bro, at, at Magic Mountain, the <laughs> old school freaking, you know, the wood roller coaster. Yeah, I don't and, even think they have that anymore. Exactly. I don't know why. I don't know why I brought that up. It's like the roller coaster, old school. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, but 
because it's such an emotional uh, roller coaster, you have to have a support system. You have to have um, a proximity to people that are going to hold you accountable and and push you to become more. Because I, I read something, I heard something that if you surround yourself with people that are better than you, by default, you're going to increase your success. But if you hang around people that are not as successful as you and their status quo, they're at par, you're more than likely going to backslide and not be more successful than you currently are now. Because you're not getting forced, you're not getting pushed, you're not increasing your commitments for your income to grow. So let's talk about what's really important about the proximity and the culture that we've been creating here when a year ago, there was no one in this office except myself and Isaac and maybe one other person that would come in, which was Reggie. And now it's like there's a whole it's a vibe thing now. It's happening. And why? And what did I say? Come into the office. We can create something by showing up. So elaborate a little bit more on that, on what you think um, and how you feel um, that our office has changed. I mean, and proximity in general, just yeah, to yeah. clarify. Proximity, I think, obviously, is very, very important. And I, I was always aware of that, but I never understood how much of a role it plays in your day-to-day -day life. And a a big role part, or a rule? Role. role. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. And uh, a big part of that was, of course, you know, where you show up to work every single day. Right. And for the longest time, a good majority of my business – or first year of my business, I worked from home. Uh, let's just say the second year. No, first year worked in the office. Second year worked from home. Third year, which was this past year, back in the office. And one thing that I've realized is uh, it's much easier to not let your excuses win when you're around people that have a shared vision, a similar mm -hmm. goal, and like the same intention that you do. Um, you know, if, for those of you that work at home, stop doing it. It's not doing you any good. Get inside the office, get inside, get around the right people. You know, the idea of waking up in the morning, putting on your clothes to get ready, your to armor, go to the office, your, your armor, mm -hmm. driving to the office, listening to your music, your podcast, getting in that zone. <laughs> and then for the next eight to 10 hours, however long you're in the office, you know, you're in the trenches with the people you know, you care about, you love, and you have similar values with. Mm -hmm. And one thing that's done for me is just, it's made me a better leader. I realized yeah. because, of course, ever since, you know, we started uh, Expand Real Estate Group, of course, you started it, brought me on, and we decided to we started, yeah. bring on more agents and mentor them. Uh, it started with just, of course, myself and you. and then <laughs> Literally, bro, yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, we had access to all of you know, the leads that come into our office. I brought on an individual named Alex Hernandez, then Nick Gaslam, then Lucero, then Nathan, Carlos. Mm -hmm. We just onboarded, you know, two new agents last week. And for me, I never really realized what we were building until it's like it was in front of me yesterday. Yeah, it was awesome. You know, I was just like, whoa, this is cool because like everyone is here and they just simply want to be better that's it and when you want to be better how are you supposed to listen to any of your excuses you know you shouldn't 
Exactly. So I think being around the right people, being in the right room, what it ultimately does for you without you realizing is a level of self-accountability that gets instilled. Mm-hmm. You know, Because me, I want to be the hardest worker in the room. I don't want anyone to outperform me. Never. That, that's exactly what we, um, that's what we tell ourselves all the time. You're yeah. the same way. I am too. Mm-hmm. But then we need to go in different rooms, which we do, right? To level up our like accountability, our potential, our, um, you know what, the, 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 the path that somebody else did or made, we can do it too. We just got to follow. And not saying that we're followers, but we're also not dumb. Success leaves clues. So figure it out, mirror, model, match somebody else's success for your own with your own flavor. I mean, everybody in here is not going to be us, Mm -hmm. right? They're going to have their own path that they're going to pave. But guess what? We gave them the tools. We gave them the vehicle. They have the key. All they got to do is put it in gear and give it gas. We can't do that for them. But this is the perfect example of like why we spend the money, why I spend the money for uh, learning and for bettering myself so then I can come back and, and convey the message just like you. I mean, you didn't even have money before you even started to. You wanted to learn. And what did you do? You borrowed money mm-hmm. to go learn something to be in a different room with people that are making a million dollars a month yeah a million dollars a month and it's like come on the right? average person <clears throat> you know of course i was in a position where wanted to be a part of a, a program that i could not afford the average person instantly thinks like oh that just means i'm not ready to be in this yet if i can't no. afford it you know and my mentality was resourcefulness like, my mentality was like no i need to be in that room and i have a means to go you know, to try to go be in that room, I just have to figure out a way to do it. Right. Like my idea was like, I knew I belonged in that room and the dollar amount in my bank account or where I was in my life did not determine that because it's like the people that are on the other side, you know, it goes back to not how, but who, who, uh-huh. and I want to ask you because I mean, you've been in the business for like 20 years now, you know, with of course building a brokerage, a wholesale company, you have a, successful portfolio that performs you've seen a lot of people come in and out and not to go into more of like the ego aspect of it because we know that is one but for the ones that have stuck around and truly have been able to build i guess you could say a type of culture that you know we're all happy with what do you think is something that they've done that they're not aware of for example me what do you think is something that i implemented the past year, the past two years that I'm just not aware of that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, but it's compounding so much over time. The consistency aspect of it, and this will rub people the wrong way because a lot of you that are going to listen to this are going to feel like I'm talking to you, and it's the truth. Don't think of yourself as, um, as making it yet because none of us make it. We always continue to keep learning. That's one thing about you that regardless of the difficult conversations that we've had, you've taken it in stride and you've implemented the parts that you need to to move your needle forward along. Because if you don't move your needle forward, no one else is going to follow you. 
no one else. Because think about this. <clears throat> if I did not move my needle forward with things in situational, uh, in the office, everything else, how are you going to want to even be around if I'm not moving the needle forward for everyone? Yeah. No, that's, and that's a really good point. And that's something that you've done well at. And I think that everybody that's listening, you need to go figure out that you're not the fucking best girl, the best guy. You're not. You're really not. You have a lot of faults. But the, the, the faster that you realize that you can learn from someone else and remove that little chip on your shoulder aside and say, you know what? You're right. You're right. Because what you think, and I, and I go back to this all the time, what you think is successful, somebody does that you know, in a month. Yeah, 100%. And if you always have that mindset of like, damn, I did well this year, but somebody became more to be able to do this every month. And I didn't say monetarily speaking because the person that needs to become the person that makes something in a year, but they make it in a month, they're a whole different person. And the only way you get there to be honest, at least my opinion is you fucking cheat. And when I say cheat and you guys are going to take it a certain way, but the books you read is cheating, right? Because somebody did that. Somebody went through that for 12, 15 years, 30 years, and they wrote it in a book. The rooms you get in is cheating. It's of el- course it's it eliminating is. eliminating the failure curve. It is. Yeah. It's, it's literally you're removing the curve in general. Mm-hmm. And, and. And it's strong to say that you're going to be cheating, but why not? You live you live life once. You might as well figure out how to get in the in those rooms, how to you know take time for yourself, meditate, read. I mean, you read substantially. You're a lot more advanced than most 24 year olds, and I'll say that. Um, but not to stroke your ego at all, because you don't have one. You can't have one if you are on the path of growth. You oh, can't. Yeah, you can't. You gotta kill Everybody your, you gotta that kill I've talked to. You your ego every day. You have to. You have and, to suppress <clears throat> it, not kill it, because your confidence will come out when your conversations are happening You're right. to get the contract signed. And I think that's something that I've done well is I, I generally think I take criticism the best. Um, and I think that's something that people just need to get better at. Like You can tell me I did something wrong. And I'll be like, you know what? You're right. That's where I went wrong. And this is why I went wrong. And this is how I can change it moving forward. Oh, it's hard. It's hard. But I generally believe I do that very well. Do you know why? Because you're starting right now. What do you mean? Because you're starting right now. Meaning you're starting so early on. But what do you think allows me to do that? What What do you think allows me to be like, yeah, I fucked up. But this is why. Like self I have accountability. No, so I yeah, just you got to have no problem being accountable, guys. Like that's that's the number one thing. If you ask me, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take criticism, but I fucking hate it. You know why? Because because it usually I, comes from people that have not done nearly as much as you. Ex- exactly. Yeah. And if somebody criticizes me based on their um, success, and they're substantially like. I'm on the phone with Pineda. He'll say whatever he needs to say. And I'm like, yup, uh, it sucks. But guess what? I'm not in his position. So he can. He has the right and he has the, uh, like he's paved the way. 
of like, okay, I, I, I need to pay attention. And that just goes for your mentors, your coaches and stuff like that. But I'll be honest, I didn't have all of this so early on. No, so yeah. guess what created I I had it and I and people could say that I have an ego now no but they don't think that they don't know the difference between confidence and cockiness and, and cockiness exactly I take more notes people I take more notes at events that are that are that that versus people that don't even have a quarter of the success yeah, Alex Hormozzi says confidence comes from having a stack of undeniable truth. Uh-huh. That you are who you say you are. Yeah. And I think you relate to that in the most ways. Like, the reason you talk your shit is because you've done the shit. <laughs> and I probably shouldn't even talk the shit, though. But like, I think it comes from a place of not that I'm better than you or I've done more than you. Of like, hey, this is what's worked for me. This is where my life is. And this is what I'm doing moving forward. Unfortunately... People just take it as you're talking shit because, you know, we have strong personalities. We're very driven. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, yeah. we want to go out and just hunt and dominate. So people take it the wrong way, but I don't think it comes off that way at all. It's yeah, just, well, I mean, it's – and if I come off a certain way, guys, I'm sorry, but if I can get over it, to, to be honest, no, you that's gotta just – You, you got to go, go do some self-reflection. Exactly. If what this podcast – if what we're talking about on this podcast makes you feel some type of way – this Go was work for on you. yourself. Exactly. <laughs> like that's all I'm gonna say. We <laughs> this don't, was for you. <laughs> we don't trigger that conscience inside of your head, and that goes for everything. When you hear something on a podcast, in a song, in a book, on yeah. a radio show that triggers you emotionally, evaluate yourself. That's that's big because a lot of us, um, you know, I've been in rooms where it's like, fuck, this guy's talking to me. Yeah. This guy's talking to me, and all of us. You guys included, you guys are listening to it. Guarantee you guys been in a room where you guys feel like the person is talking directly to you because it's your own self-conviction on the things that you're going through. 100%. And we all need it. I mean, straight up, we all need it. And, you know, with our proximity, with our culture, with what's been happening here at the office, um, it's, uh, it's good. You know, I I'm liking it. Um, I see where growth is going to, you know, continue to be, you know, it's, it's a implemented. Good, yeah, it's a good feeling when, like, you have a vision and you see a path for that vision because, mm -hmm. you know, you're able to get almost, like, excited for it. Um, I mean, I've been in the – I got licensed July of 2020. I went full-time in 2020 of an October. Damn, that's crazy. So this year in October, after. it'll be my three years full-time finish going into year four. Mm -hmm. And – just, I mean, reflecting on everything, it's one of those things where I've never really felt excited for a fourth quarter and going into the new year in the aspect of like, wow, how much more uncomfortable can I get? I like, I want to go get more uncomfortable with the amount of activity and commitments we're making to ourselves. And that's something that I never really experienced. I'll be honest, like the first two years in my real estate business, I felt like we're really lackadaisical and oblivious and me just basically learning and gaining all the scars and then this past year you know with everything that we were able to build i think the vision definitely got a lot clear so i'm i'm extremely excited for my year four and year five yeah it's gonna be big it's gonna be cool i'm more excited for quarter four and quarter one yeah yeah the next I mean, six months because that translates into that 
The next six months, there's going to be a lot of changes. And change is good. Change is challenging. Um, yeah. It's going to be really good. And, you know, to, to segue into our next uh, topic, um, you know, I think everyone has their pathway to success. And some people choose to, um, you know, gratify themselves quicker. They choose to um, pat themselves on the back faster. Um, and I think that a lot of us, and, and I think, you know, with her, what Hermosi says too, like the guy's a beast and he's still very frugal, very, very frugal. And even going through his companies, and it, I mean, and we're talking about a hundred million dollar guy, uh, him and his lady, Layla, but just something about the conversation and about the book that he, you know, books that he's uh, written and stuff I've listened to, it makes me feel like what I did early on was exactly that, is you delay your gratification for a long while until you feel like, you know, okay, now it's time for me to splurge a little bit or do this or do that or or even not even splurge for yourself but I think mainly you do it not for yourself but you do it to show others that you do have the ability to buy something or uh in, in, in essence showcase or brag a little bit I guess you could say based on your success yeah uh, let's talk rights. about that because I don't think I'm in the position if I did not have delayed gratification my upbringing in this area i think caused me not to go and and be like the joneses yeah because i live in the high desert all i wanted to do was work and represent buyers and sellers and take that money and go buy more investments and figure out ways to multiply your income or multiply your your investments and shit man we were just talking about this the other day that I didn't have nice clothes and I still own like 15 houses. Mm -hmm. And I know it's weird. But I'm a fucking Mexican, you know? And I can say that because I am. So it doesn't matter. And it's like I, I worked hard and we had, you know, what we had. I saw my dad work and, you know, he didn't really care about anybody else except him and his family. And that's all that got rubbed off on me. And it's like, it's cool, man. It's like I vehicles. Let's talk about vehicles for a second. I ATM my house in 2000, 2005 or six, right? And that's when I bought my first my first car, an Escalade. And it was used, bought it on eBay. Never saw it. Hit the buy now, buy it, buy it now button. Got delivered on Navajo and Highway 18 at at that little shopping center. And I picked it up off of a 18 wheeler, freaking dope, with the keys and everything. Crazy. Never even drove an Escalade. And that's how I did because I ATM my house and I thought I was and I already owned about five or six houses at the time. And um, it's a trip that one car or that one Escalade. I'm like, OK, I'm going to drive this thing until it breaks down, breaks down, you know, fast forward 10 years later. Right. With two hundred and ninety thousand miles on an Escalade, all wheel drive, one transmission. Um <laughs> More houses I bought during that time. 
Could I have bought something else for sure? Could I have splurged a little bit? Yes. But what I wanted to do is create an income from houses. And I didn't even know this going through this, guys. I really didn't. I wanted to have the passive income that everybody would talk about. And that wasn't even a lot of people talking about at the time. It was just like how our real estate, how are how are millionaires made through real estate? How? With cash flow and appreciation. And and renters paying your items. I hate to sound like that, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And guess what? My proximity changed. Other people changed. Got to this company that told us to upgrade fucking everything. And what did I do? Started wearing nice shoes. Started wearing um, shirts with my initials on them. Fucking gay. You know, and, and honestly, it's nice, you know, at the time. Please bleep that out. But, yeah, I can't say that stuff, right? That transgender, gay, or whatever the fuck you're going through. It, it's funny because it's, and it's the truth. I mean, that, that this uh, explicit lyrics and, or whatever conversations we're talking about. It's all right. They're um, just going to hear beep. Yeah, it, you know. And by the way, it's either male or female. That's fucking it, okay? Straight up. No fucking, I, I, no fucking flags, none of this bullshit. Anyways, the, off, off topic. Yeah. But at the same time, um, you know, going through this whole process, it's like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to do what I need to do. I bought a new freaking ride, a Porsche, 2018 Porsche Panamera, phenomenal car, and my first lease, right? And what's crazy? I had the most comments, likes, fucking shares on social media than I did when I bought some freaking houses, which does not make sense to me. Um, but it is what it is. And when I talk to you about delayed gratification, you know, in the very beginning, I told you to buy a fucking Mercedes when you bought your Honda. Yes. But guess what? Your Honda puts you, you know, in a perspective like, nope, I'm good. I want an economical car to take me to point A to point B. But that's it, right? Now you want to upgrade this because you see this, you see that, you see what the person next door is looking at or what they have. But you got to remember, they're not in your position. They probably are fucking broke mm-hmm. and, they're, and they have a nice-ass car. I know too many people right now with nice-ass rides with no doors. No, yeah, I've, there's, okay? there's a quote. Um, I've seen a bum in a Benz, but I've also seen a boss in a Honda. Would you rather be a boss in a Honda? No, yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's address the elephant in the room. Yeah, please. I want a fucking Tesla, okay? Great. I want a Model S plaid Tesla. Okay, now it's a plaid. Why? Initially, it wasn't a plaid until when? It wasn't because Omar was like, if you're going to get a Model S, you're going to get the plaid. Yeah, and gotta go off. it's going to be like an extra 80 to 100 bucks on the payment, which at that point, if you look at it, it's worth it. You are 100% right. You should delay your gratification. And do I need that Tesla? No. Absolutely no. Can I drive my car that I have now into the ground? Absolutely yes. But I think due to the fact that I recognize that Mm -hmm. and I still am willing to put myself in that situation. Yeah. To not, of course, I'm going to be 100% honest, make myself feel better, drive a badass ride. Yeah, that, you know that you like, get into does, every single day. That I get yeah. into every single day. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. who doesn't want that feeling? But something that I've just, you know, like I don't know, placed myself in a lot is ever since I've moved into like my own house this past year. 
it's been a year that I've been living in a home. I live in like a 3,000 square foot home by myself with two dogs. It's perfect. That's made me a completely different person uh-huh. than who I was a year ago. And I know it's just a car, you know, materialistic. There's a dollar amount on it. But at the end of the day, there is some things that I like that are materialistic items. And yeah. I 100% own it. So my idea was I was going to pay off my Honda, okay. get a Bronco. Okay. But then I see all these terrible crash tests on the Bronco. Yeah, that I forwarded like, you. Okay, not <laughs> getting that Bronco at all anymore. But you know what? I've honestly really been wanting a Tesla for couple of months and why don't i just trade my current car in okay increase my payment by a couple of hundred bucks but have one badass ride that you enjoy that i enjoy the crap out of and it just i don't know it elevates me into a different person and now i do the numbers my current honda payment it's around 550 dollars with gas and insurance comes out to around 1300 bucks a month for an extra $200, I can drive a Model S Plaid Tesla. $1,500. A Total month. for yeah. the car and the insurance. Um, and I don't have any other debt. Of course, I have a mortgage that I pay for, which, you know, that's not considered debt. That's living expenses. But I don't go out every single weekend. I don't, I'm not buying jewelry. I don't get, like, bottle service. Buying, buying J's, though. Fucking every other we freaking day. We buy J's, day, but, like, you know, at the end of the day, I think, I think there's certain things that you have to be okay with dabbling in. And as long as you 100% own that, you are doing it, you know, and I am 100%, I think, aware of the position I am. And I know it is possibly something that can hurt my success or hurt the amount of time it takes me to buy a door, but it can also elevate you completely turn everything around where I told you like next year, I will buy my first rental or we will buy a property together. Um, so, yes, I want to buy a Tesla Model S, and I'm going to get it by December. That's a commitment. Uh, by December. You guys heard it. Yes. By December 2023, you're going to buy a Tesla. Yes. Model S Plaid, you guys are hearing it first. Damn. And that's a big That's a big accomplishment. No, that's like a $90,000 car. Don't get me wrong. Like it's From the outside looking in, it's stupid as fuck. Like I wouldn't recommend anyone to do it, you know? But it comes back to like just so knowing. We're in sales. It's, it goes back to like knowing who you are, uh-huh. you know, I, I will go make 90 K in the first quarter of next year. That's no problem. See that there. I mean, you got to increase your commitments for your income to grow. That is the quote that's above my door that I've been preaching before you even came on. I would tell my brother, uh, when it was just him and I, when we had our, you know, when we started the company. And it was cool. It's like, hey, man, we got to always increase our commitments for our income to grow. That quote changed the way I live my life. 100%. Yeah. It's like, you know, before it's like you do everything on payments and like you make sure you could pay this, you could make pay this. And now it's like, oh, go close another deal and I could go afford that. You know? it, that's that's literally how we break down everything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I went to an extreme myself, too, because it's above the door. And it's like, yeah, increase everything, you know, for my income to grow. But fuck, sometimes. You increase everything. Your income does not grow, people. Your shit does not grow because you have more expenses. So be careful when you go do this stuff because, honestly, if you don't have the doors, the the cash flow to sustain an increase of commitments, 100%. it's a little more challenging. Yeah, you'll throw yourself under the water. So I think a great like cherry on top is 100% delay your gratification. But if you are going to dabble in some gratification – 
just be aware all out just be aware of it go all out and like understand who you are as a person yeah like don't do it because other people right do it because you want to it's going to move the needle forward for you so you can get the J's, you can get the Rollies, you can get the Teslas, <laughs> you can get the Caddies, because my Caddy's coming here in a little while. So um, increasing my commitment. More of the family We're all going to have badass rides, it's, man. It's, it's okay. It's going to be cool. That and, um, you know, I still want that Urus, and I, I can't figure out the reason why I don't want to Because we live in the high right desert. Now. And we live in the high desert. I don't want to drive around a Urus up here. You, That's just yeah. not going to work out well. Um, it... Uh, yeah, but nonetheless, it's like if you're going to increase your commitment, make sure you can afford it. Make sure that you have the ability to increase your income to be able to afford that commitment. Yeah, if you're locked in <laughs> at a certain salary at a nine to five, don't go increase your car payment a couple hundred bucks. No. If your income stays the same. But if you work for yourself and your outcome is based on how many people you talk to, et cetera, et cetera, or how many better conversations that we have, then at that point, your success is based on you and that's that's where we're at yeah i mean and you know nonetheless that's all be true to you that's good be true to you figure out ways to increase your commitments smart though um and yeah so delay your gratification if you choose to i chose to sometimes it works but sometimes go get that damn car go get the watch go get the go get the shoes go get the outfit because guess what it does it creates it creates your um, your confidence as well. And sometimes you might need a little push to create that confidence to go create more income. So, yep. This was a good episode. I great like episode, guys. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and uh, keep watching us. We're going to have um, new guests as well, other business owners. That is our goal because even though it says keep it or flip it, sometimes people keep the business or they flip the business. Sometimes they keep the house or they flip the house. Sometimes they keep the car or they flip the car. So there's a lot of things you can go or you can actually go through this process. And um, yeah, we're going to be talking to other business owners and, uh, you know, seeing Expanding if we can Expanding your all mind because it's the Expand Podcast. Expand That's Podcast. That's exactly why we're here. So hopefully expanded your mind on this episode and on the way you think. So guys, until our next one. We'll see you guys soon. Take care. Come here. Peace.